Hello, you're listening to Which Moving Pictures Move Us, and I'm your host, Emma Bolzner. For the month of March, we will be honoring the late, great Sidney Portier, who died on January 6th at the age of 94. We will be talking about some of his most memorable movies and roles, and we're starting it off today with one of his blockbuster hits from 1967, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, also starring Katherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy, and Katherine Hewton. And with me virtually is my good friend, Christina. Hello! <laughs> I'm so glad you can start off this theme with me. Thank you. Me too. I know we talked about this already, but yeah, I at first I didn't think I'd ever seen a Sidney Poitier movie, but then I realized that uh, I definitely watched In the Heat of the Night in like 10th grade because we read the book in my English class. <laughs> so I just wanted to give a quick background on who Sidney Poitier was and what he stood for. So he was born in 1927 and was a successful actor in the 50s and 60s in Hollywood, the first actor of color, in fact, to win the Academy Award for Best Actor in 1964 for Lilies of the Field. He not only was an actor, but also a civil rights advocate and film director later on in his career. Um, I'm quoting something from People magazine here. Um, they wrote a commemorative story on him, quote, uh, Sidney Poitier was Hollywood's first black superstar, known for his principles as much as his leading man charisma. He was also the first black to win the Best Actor Oscar for 1963's Lilies of the Field, the first black performer with his name above the title in an age when black roles were often cut to placate southern audiences, and in 1967, the first black performer to be named number one star by theater owners. Whoa. That year, he appeared in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, in the heat of the night, and to serve with love. Oh, wow. End quote. That is shocking. I I can't believe that he was the first actor to, black actor to have his name above the title. Yeah, wow. Um, so many of his films brought up taboo topics and broke down many barriers for the black community. And Guess Who's Coming to Dinner was one of those radical films for the time, which focuses on interracial marriage during a time in the U.S. when it was still very much illegal for a woman and man of different race to get married. Um, the movie follows Joanna, played by Catherine Hewton, and Dr. John Prentice, played by Sidney Portier, who have gotten engaged after a 10-day whirlwind romance and decide to visit Joanna's parents, played by Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, to have their blessing. However, either way, Joanna will marry John, whatever their thoughts are on the matter, but John feels a little bit differently. He knows how important Joanna's parents are to her, and he doesn't want them to be estranged. So, Christina, what do we think of Stanley Kramer's Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? I really liked it. I, I didn't know what to expect, uh, really. I mean, the premise is like, you know, it's like fairly bare bones, um, and I didn't watch any trailers or anything, um, so I didn't really know, like, what direction it was going to go. But I liked it. I was, like, very engaged the whole way through. I really, really liked um, the the character. Oh, wait. Now I have to remember. Joey's the girl. John is the guy. Really liked. Yes. <laughs> really liked John. Um, and, and I really, really liked the dynamics of, like, the four parents, especially, like, Joey's parents. Oh, me too. I thought this movie would be way more dated than it was. And, yeah. like, since it is almost two hours, I didn't find it, like, to me, it was very much like a play, you know? Like, we're basically only in Joe's, what did you call her? Joey's, Joey's parents' house the whole time, which is also a very nice house. And then 
once in a while in the airport while um, John's parents arrive to meet uh, Joanna. But for the most part, it just takes place in that dining room. Yeah, no, I didn't even think of that, but you're right. It very much felt like it was just like a filmed stage play. Yeah, and I really like the dynamics between um, Catherine Hepburn and Sidney Poitier as um, sorry, and Spencer Tracy as well. I've never seen Spencer Tracy in a movie before. Um, I recently watched Catherine Hepburn and wrote a paper on her uh, scene in the movie, Bringing Up Baby, and I've just always found her to be a bit irritating in her earlier roles, but I thought she was really good in this movie. Uh, good casting. Yeah, no, the casting was really good, especially, yeah, like with the parents, Oh man, like the the two sets of parents I thought were really well cast, and the um, the the priest, like their friend Miss Monsignor yeah. Ryan, I loved him. He was yeah. so good. <laughs> Me too. Um, I guess my first problem with this movie, and I don't know why Hollywood movies have to do this, but I always find that with movies like this, there's always such a rush, like. Like, you know, they've only just met and they, like, already want to get married. I was going to (laughs) say, like, I understand that, like, the theme of this movie is, you know, race relations and, like, racism. And, like, obviously that is the predominant theme of the movie that is very important. But, like, if I, you know, were to have, like, a child in this day and age who wanted to, like, marry a black person. Obviously, I would not care. Like, anybody can marry whoever they want. Like, that's none of my business. But they had only known each other for 10 days. And (laughs) they totally, like, nobody seemed bothered by the fact that she was 23 and he was 37. They totally glossed over that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's how much of an age difference? That's almost 20 years. (laughs) In this whole movie, if I was one of the parents, my problem would be with how fast their courtship is. Yeah. (laughs) Not by the fact of what the problem of this movie is. (laughs) I just, I just find that, and then their age gap is really big. um, Yeah, I really. In my opinion, like, I feel like they could have just said his character looks younger because he did not look 37. That was the thing. I feel like they could have just said he's like 32. Yes, exactly. 37. Okay, that's what I was thinking because like when the movie started, I assumed they were around the same age because like he is a good looking man and like he did not look, you know, like he was approaching his 40s. But so, I yeah, I was like totally taken aback when they said that he was 37. I was like, you could have just like lied and said that he was yeah. like, yeah, like 31 or like 29. And I wouldn't yeah, have batted I an eye. I would have believed, believed it. Yeah. <laughs> I find that some of these movies and I get like maybe the point of them wanting to rush it was because if they had said that they dated longer, there would have been like the problem with well, why wouldn't the parents have known? And I totally get that. I just don't understand the rush to have to get married the next day. Like, just calm down. Yeah, well, that yeah, that was that was my other thing is I was like, I feel like they totally still could have like, you know, you still very much could have had the theme of the movie be like, you know, the parents like having to accept, you know, their children being like an interracial relationship without it being like that they were about to get married. Like, couldn't it have just been that like Joey wanted to like, I don't know, move in with him, which like, you know, it would have like, it definitely would have been fast moving in with him after 10 days, but that would have been way less weird than like getting married after knowing him for 10 days. I guess we're looking at it from like, 
this viewpoint because like with the moving in part I don't think people did that then I think it was just you date and then you get married (laughs) like because they even like make a point of saying like um Catherine Hepburn asks her if they've implies like if they have had sex if they've slept together and she's like no we're saving it and it's just interesting I didn't think they would bring that up um I actually to me I assumed they had but then again I'm viewing it from a 2022 mind like point of view um but yeah there was still very much like rules around that as well which I sometimes forget about yeah no, that that is a yeah, that's a good point. I guess like I have no idea, you know, what the vibe of that would have been like. But yeah, no, I was also like really surprised that the mom like, you know, the mom and the daughter like were very like frankly discussed like whether the daughter had sex or not. I was like, "Whoa, you're allowed to talk yeah. about this in 1967? This is a family movie." <laughs> I was also surprised how many swear words they said near the half of the end of the film. Um, Spencer Tracy says, son of a bitch, and Sidney Poitier tells his dad to shut up, and Spencer Tracy tells Joanna to shut up at one point as well. <laughs> okay, like, that was really funny. That was so funny. When he was like, when he was like, sweetie, I'm not going to be able to tell you what to do for much longer, so I'm going to tell you now, shut up. <laughs> I love that part, because she, like, halfway through the film just started really annoying me. <laughs> so I was very yeah. happy when he told her to shut up. <laughs> I just found her character. Um, at the beginning, I found her okay. And then all of a sudden, I just found her to be very pushy. And I was like, you've just like sprung this whole thing on your parents. And you just got to like calm down. And even when his parents arrive and, you know, they're chatting about the weather or, you know, what the flight, how long the flight was, she kind of gets into the conversation. She's like, Instead, you guys should be talking about how you feel about the marriage. And I'm like, just let them get in the, like get to know each other before you like are always like there in their face. My only problem with the movie. Yeah, no, I like I I liked I liked Joey for most of the movie. I definitely yeah, like she definitely was like a lot sometimes. And there were times where I also was like, bestie, shut up. Um but yeah, no, like I, I'm glad that, you know, they really showcased like even just in small ways that like at the very least, like her and John were very much in love and clearly really cared about each other. They weren't just, you know, yeah, they weren't just bringing him into the movie for like the shock value. Yeah. And she was really like true to him. Like she would, she kind of said to her parents right away, like, whether or not I have your blessing, I'm still going to marry him. And I didn't expect that coming from her when I went into the movie. Yeah. No, that was awesome. And again, yeah, especially for like 1967, like that was great. (laughs) Um, I also want to talk about one bit of contradiction in this movie was, um, they're like housekeeper and maid. I, it's just was a weird contradiction throughout the whole movie for me where they're like these liberal, people and they told their daughter everybody's equal yet you know her daughter their daughter bosses her around all the time yeah I mean like yeah I think it was really it was really interesting um I and again like for 1967 like it was a really really fascinating movie because I think the whole idea of like you know 
people who consider themselves like very liberal and very woke until like something happens mm-hmm. to them. Um, like, yeah, even the fact that they had like, and it wasn't even just the one black maid, like not maid, I guess Tilly was like sort of the general like housekeeper yeah. and like babysitter when Joey was a kid. But there was also like, we only see her like very briefly, but there was like a young black woman who also worked at the house in some yeah, capacity because she got out. picked up by the white guy. Um, so like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. I John's forgot about like that. Checking her John, out. bro. Um, but yeah, like there was. The fact that the family, yeah, is very, like, I don't know, maybe we're supposed to, like, see it as, like, progressive at the time that, like, oh, look, they have, like, two black people working for them who they, like, give money to and let, like, raise their kid. But also it feels kind of weird to be, like, yeah, we are so progressive, like, we are so liberal. Also, these are our black servants who, like, wait on us hand and foot. (laughs) Yeah. I know that's the and I know I get it like this movie was super like who they what they stood for was very radical at the time I just kind of found it like a huge irony throughout this whole movie especially when Joey's like not helping with the dinner at all and Catherine Hepburn's not helping with the dinner at all and Joey's just like okay by the way we'll need another steak because other people are coming and we'll need you know another pie and like has no responsibility at all in actually making the dinner (laughs) yeah that was that was very weird I felt bad for poor (laughs) Tilly Tilly's character was weird I like I don't know how I feel about her character she was like yeah we we can talk about it later but like yeah it was very bizarre to me now let's just talk about it now she just seemed resentful of John the whole time like she was like angry at him that he would have the nerve to date Joey like that he would have the nerve to actually be with a white woman, which was weird to Yeah, me. well, it was like, because, okay, I, like, I wrote down when this happened because, like, it, like, shook me so much. I thought it was, like, so weird but so good. There's, like, that one scene, like, an hour into the movie where John is, like, getting changed and Tilly comes bursting in and the camera, like, tilts, yeah. like, crazy like when she goes up to him and like you said like the whole movie it feels like you it is like a like you're just watching like a play and then they do this like crazy (laughs) until that yeah and then they do this like crazy random (laughs) camera angle when Tilly like comes up to John and I was like what is happening right now um but yeah she like makes some comment to him where she like I didn't write down the exact wording, but she says something along the lines of, like, how dare you try to, like, marry above your station? And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, it felt very weird to have a movie that was supposed to be, like, so, like, pro, you know, like, pro-black people and pro, like, everybody is equal and, like, racism is bad. And then have, like, the one female black character who gets to do, like anything in the movie aside from John's mom be like have like so much internalized racism like it, it was so weird like it, it felt very okay this might be like a terrible comparison to make but I'm gonna make it anyway you know how like Pocahontas like watching Pocahontas now is kind of cringe because like the whole like yeah theme of Pocahontas is like oh look like the indigenous people are like just as like prejudiced as the white people like everybody needs to learn to get along that's like kind of the vibe I got from Tilly I think that's why I didn't like her character because it was like oh look like yeah well and even I guess with John's parents it was like oh look like the black people are just as prejudiced as the white people like everybody just needs to get along and it's like um 
Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they couldn't have just made her like an overprotective kind of like mother figure, and when she came to his his room, um, be like, you know, she's really special to me. Um, she's like a daughter to me. I yes. hope you treat her well. Like, I don't know why it had to be like uh, anything yeah. to do with race, especially because she is a person of color yeah. herself. And I just, I didn't get that part. Also, I bet that was pretty like, um, crazy for the time to have a woman like walk in on like a shirtless guy. I don't think that was really ever done as well it was in the really 60s. funny yeah when he was like trying um, to cover himself up and doesn't she say yeah. as she leaves doesn't she <laughs> yeah. say like you're not even that good looking and then like slams the door i was like damn yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure whatever you want to repress <laughs> um excuse me that is a beautiful yeah, man <laughs> yeah. what you talking about lady <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. That that I'm glad we got that out of the way. The maid was the weird one, <laughs> the cook, Tilly. She did everything um, in that house. Yeah, so the, <laughs> <laughs> poor lady. Well, Catherine Hepford is just like sitting and like gazing across the water with her glossy eyes. Like, <laughs> she has really glossy eyes. She I felt does. like she was always about to cry. Yeah. Okay. She always looked on the verge of tears, like for the yeah. entire movie. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> um, what did you think about when they first arrive and, um, I guess he's in, right, he's calling his parents just to let them know that they've arrived, arrived and, um, Catherine Hepburn and Joey, like, meet, and she's, like, telling, um, her mom how much she likes this person and, and how she, like, you know, wants to be with him for the rest of her life and but she's not mentioning the color of his skin, which I found was really interesting. And the problem that she thinks her mom will have, the, or the topic she thinks her mom will have a problem with that she mentions right away is that he's a widower, he was married before, and he had a son, and they both tragically died in a car crash, I believe. And that's what she thinks is the the problem of them being together because he had a wife before and he had a child. And I, I think that was really mm. interesting that she thought that would be the first problem besides the color of his skin. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting how, like, she's so, like, because she's obviously, like, very, you know, like, leftist for the time and, like, very woke TM. Um, and yeah. her parent, and she clearly, like, feels as though she has been raised by her parents to believe, you know, that, like, everybody is equal and to, like, be supportive of civil rights and all that. And so she's so adamant, like, from the beginning of the movie, she's like, no, like, my parents will love you. Like, they won't find it a problem at all. Um, yeah, and so I think it's, like, really interesting that she is so convinced that, like, it won't be an issue. Yeah, and even Hepburn says to Tracy something like, we always told our daughter that a white person is equal to a colored person and but we never said at the end of that but don't go and marry a colored person and I thought that was really interesting yeah that line it made me think of um like you know I obviously like not gonna name names but like I have friends now who like are gay of in some capacity um and like yeah. You know, their parents, like, their parents know that I'm gay and they don't have any problem with, like, you know, like, their child's friend being gay and, like, having a girlfriend. But, like, 
my friends haven't come out to their own parents because they're like they know that like you know it's okay for like other people's kids to be gay but like it would be weird if it were their kid like that's kind of what it made me think of yeah that's so true and it's such a weird concept because it's like well that's other people's problems kind of thing not in our family and it just irritates me so much yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at what... Do you want to talk about um, his his character next? Um, yes. John? I, I first want to just say how um, Stanley... Um, oh my god, Spencer, what do you want to call him Stanley? <laughs> Spencer Tracy always calls him doctor. It's like they have to affirm to us, you know, he's a doctor and he's black. Like, why can't he just be any kind of person with any kind of occupation? Why does he always have to be defined as a doctor? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it was like, and I thought that it was an interesting detail. Um, I I don't remember when exactly. Uh, ah, sorry, my microphone fell over. Oh, that's um, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember when exactly um, this is like brought up because like, because they, like, move throughout the rooms in the house so often, I, like, get sort of muddled as to, like, what order, like, events happened yeah, in. <laughs> um, but there is, like, one part where um, Joey's dad is, like, making a comment about how, you know, like, how, um, like, well-respected, like, John is in his field and how he's, like, such a well-renowned doctor and has done, like, has such, like, a long list of accolades. Um, and he makes a comment about how... Uh, his dad was a mailman and he's like oh yeah like good like hard-working guy like his father was a mailman like worked as a mailman for like however long um you know recently retired with a good pension and so I thought it was interesting that like you know despite Joey's dad sort of taking so much longer to to come around to the idea of the marriage than Joey's mom um mm-hmm. like you know and obviously he was like very happy that John was a doctor and was like such uh you know well-to-do sort of professional he also like had a lot of respect for john's dad being a mailman he wasn't like ew his dad was just a mailman like gross (laughs) yeah but the other interesting part was when spencer tracy comes home from golf and and you know Catherine hepburn doesn't get it i guess we should be calling them by their characters names but whatever i don't know their characters names i don't remember the parents real names (laughs) i don't know so hepburn's like doesn't get a chance to tell him you know our daughter's here, she's engaged to a black man. Um, the first thing he thinks of when he's introduced to John is, oh, is my daughter sick? He's here as a doctor. He's not here as a friend, as a boyfriend, or, you know, as a guest. He's here because he's here to help my daughter in some way. Like, that's the yeah. first thing he thinks about, which I was like, oh, whoa. He doesn't even think that, oh, maybe it's like some friend she has. Like, right away is like a person that's there for a job and a reason. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. He totally, like, they introduced him as Dr. John whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah. someone's sick? Like, Yeah. <laughs> because that's, they're having, like, tea when someone's sick. and like, sitting around outside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was also a really weird, talking about, like, how I just said it was, like, a play. But then in those, there was two scenes. The scene we mentioned with Tilly. And then one other one when he realizes that, Joey is in love with with John and that they're engaged. There's a really weird camera angle as well on us um Spencer Tracy's face and it was like those two scenes where there's really <laughs> interesting like wonky angles. 
There was also like, to make I, a like, point. <laughs> I have this like very like clear image in my head, and again, I don't know why they did this. Of it is the scene right after like the mom, uh, right after Joey's mom has had like the big argument with Joey's dad, and the dad has yeah. been like, I just can't support the marriage, like I just can't do it, and the mom like is crying, yeah. and she like goes outside, and the entire like screen is orange, <laughs> like you have this yeah. like, and I was like, I know that you have like a big open window, but like there is <laughs> that's not natural lighting, like that there's like no Mars. way, yeah, it was like the entire room was just like flooded with this intense orange <laughs> light and I was like Jesus <laughs> I know and then we have to talk about the weird time like the only time Spencer Chase and Catherine Hepburn are outside of the house and they go to like some like 1960s stereotypical diner and he orders like some weird sorbet like what is with that and then he hits a black man's car and Catherine Hepburn's like of course you have to hit a black man's car and he's like I can't go anywhere <laughs> Yeah, that scene was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like it could have just been cut out, in my opinion. It was a really weird scene. Yeah, like, the the only reason why I can see, like, that it was included is I guess that the point was supposed to be, like, oh, like, the dad didn't get the ice cream he was inspecting, but he still liked it anyway, like, ooh. (laughs) But, like, I don't know, man. Like, was that necessary? (laughs) Like, I I, again, I really liked this movie, but you're already, like, beating us over the head with the theme, like, every 20 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, and then let's talk about the song, Every Two Minutes, The Glory (laughs) of Love. You've got to (laughs) give a little. Give a little. Take a little. (laughs) (laughs) that's the glory of love oh my god like okay fine at the opening sequence (laughs) fine you know they're getting off the plane you play the song you can play it in the middle maybe when the dad's like a-okay to the marriage and then at the end credits but nope instrumentally throughout the movie it's like when they go to like have drinks with like joey's friend like the woman is singing it at the bar (laughs) like (laughs) I know, I'm like, uh, seriously, beating us over the head with this song. Yeah, it was, it was really funny. (laughs) Like, good song. I I, I feel like usually movies have, like, a soundtrack with, like, multiple songs on them, though. No, just this one. (laughs) This is the only song they had the rights to. It reminds me of um, in my first year of university, the jazz band at my university did a concert on Valentine's Day where they just played 13 different arrangements of the song All the Things You Are and Nothing Else. That's what it felt like. (laughs) No, it's just so weird. And like I've been having it in my head ever since Um, (laughs) because it's such a cheesy song, but also really catchy. It is really catchy. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, just could have just played it like maybe three times tops, but but that's okay. That's the only song. It's a it's a probably like was a hard movie to make, so they could only get that song in. I guess the only person (laughs) limited budget. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, is there something you want to talk about next, or like before we get to when John's parents arrive? Oh, um, I just, I really, I really, really liked, like, I know we already talked about Monsignor Ryan, but I really liked Mm -hmm. how he was the only character who was not, like, shocked 
or taken mm-hmm. aback or like made some type of like weird face when he met John. Um, like when he saw John and Joey together, like he was the only character who, when he like met the two, like who we saw, like meet the two of them for the first time. And we saw him just be like, Joey was like, Oh, this is like, you know, this is my, this is John, you know, we're together. And he was like, Oh, like wonderful to meet you. Like, you know, he, he Mm -hmm. just like taken aback at all. Yeah. He was the only one who didn't like make like a dramatic facial expression or like have like a weird (laughs) moment. Although also like, Oh my God. Although I also appreciated that, um, uh, the Joey's friends, like when they showed her, like with the friends at the bar, like it was a very short scene, but the friends weren't like weird or like messed up about it either. They were just like chatting like four buddies, which was nice. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're marrying him or they didn't do like some weird bathroom cliche scene where the girls like go off to the bathroom and then, you know, putting on their lipstick and saying like, so you're really going to go ahead with Mary. Like, I'm glad they didn't do any of that. Um, that. There was that weird part though, in that scene where her her friend is like, why don't you just go off with him now? And like, don't wait a, a week or whatever to get married. And, and John is kind of like, stop, like, just stop. Don't say anymore. Like, <laughs> <"Shh."> <laughs> like, and then Joey's kind of like, yeah, why don't we do that? It's like, it's always such a rush. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, she really didn't need any more encouragement to move even yeah. faster, but I guess that's yeah. why her and the other girl are friends, because they both yeah, think the same. So. Yeah, Monsignor Ryan, I really liked him too, and I, I liked that he wasn't a stereotypical, like, white guy in it as well. He was super okay with them being together, and he didn't have any problem with John. He didn't uh, right away think John is, like, oh, there to care for someone because he's a doctor. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and even the fact that he's like a Catholic priest, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like, no offense to the listeners at home, but you know, like the Catholic Church does not always have the best record for being like accepting and inclusive. Oh, yeah. um, Just generically speaking. And but even though, you know, like, obviously, the Bible would want you to like love and accept everybody. So it was nice that he was, you know, a I mean, I'm not religious, but, you know, like, yeah. he was a proper Catholic in the sense that he, like, genuinely did love and respect John just as much as anybody else. Yeah, and I I found that the characters really worked well together. I, I got, like, a nice... Maybe it was also the set. The home itself looked very realistic. Usually, like, I only feel that way with Nancy Myers movies, so seeing, like, an actual home that doesn't seem like a, a set was really nice. And it just looked like a normal, comfortable, inviting family. And I really enjoyed that as well. Because when you watch some of these old movies, you don't get that at all. And I got to say, this is like the first old movie I've seen that has that vibe. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, I'm just looking at... So what did you think? I didn't expect his parents to be included in this movie. I really thought it was just going to be between the decision between Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. I didn't even think they were going to involve his family. I thought it would just be over the phone. Um, So I was surprised when, you know, they actually got to change the narrative a bit and got some space in the movie. Yeah, no, I was, I was really, I was really surprised that they were in it too. I'm glad that they got to be there. I think that like, especially the scene between like the two moms Mm -hmm. and between John and his mom was really beautiful. And okay, I'm going to preface this by saying I love my parents immensely. I'm very grateful for them. (laughs) 
However, the uh, the scene where like John tells off his dad was my yes. favorite scene in the movie. Yes, me too. When he's the like, only... "I owe you nothing," I was like, "Yes, King, yes. get him." Me too. I think parents have this expectation on you that because they brought you into this world, you owe them something. And I didn't ask to be brought into exactly. this world. You did that. And it's <laughs> you did that to me. Such a big concept. And I see like memes joking about it all the time on like Instagram or whatever, but I've never seen a movie, you know, actually bring it up and and I guess there's a bit of it between Ladybird and her mom and in Ladybird and she's like, you know, I didn't ask to be put here and and you raised me and but I thought this was way more relevant and relatable than any of those other movies, especially because you can tell that he has the utmost respect for his dad, and it's not like he's like yeah. annoying teenage like teenager in John Hughes movies or movie or whatever like acting out. He has respect for his dad, but he doesn't need his dad like preaching to him. Like they're both adults, they're equals. He's apparently thirty seven, but he looks like he's only twenty nine, and um, he's like just telling his dad, you know just because you carried me on your back or whatever that was like I had to we had to carry like one bag or we had one suitcase and we did all this for you and your mom couldn't buy a jacket because of you whoa 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 it's not his fault like like yeah you brought him you had a kid he's a kid yeah I know I totally agree like I yeah I thought that that was a really good scene exactly like you said because like even like John ends it by saying like I love you I will always love you however I do not owe you anything like (laughs) those two things can both exist they're both true and I am technically like an adult so I'm just including you in this conversation as well which I I found very modern for you know 54 or 5 years ago um, that they brought and I don't see many movies doing that ever yeah, no, I I really liked it. And again, like for, you know, obviously like some of this movie like definitely has not aged well, but like a lot of the overarching themes like genuinely really aged well. And I thought that really aged well. Like that is, you know, like a universal like parent-child dynamic. Yeah, yeah, that was my favorite part. And I think that was his best scene in it, um, Sidney Poitier's. Oh, he was so good. He was so good. And I really like stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I talked over you. What'd you say? Oh no, that's okay. I literally just said king stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> only can, he's the only one that can pull it off. That's probably why it's like never been done again. But <laughs> um, I also really like the dynamic between John's mom and Spencer Tracy. I thought they had really good chemistry together. Yeah, like platonic. No, I agree. Yes. No. Definitely. Their, their dynamic was really good. And she also, like, yeah, I like that, like, she gets to tell him off. I thought that was good. I know. And, like, both the moms are, like, very hastily, like, okay with this decision. Again, not by the problem that they just met. <laughs> Which would and also, be... I like... <laughs> no, yeah. no, you first. No, no, it's okay. Well, mine was, like, tangentially related. I was just going to say, like... You know, again, obviously, like, not saying this movie has aged perfectly, but, like, low-key, this movie was, like, it was pretty feminist, if you think about it. Like, just in the sense that, like, Joey and, um, and Joey's mom and John's mom, like, they weren't, like, the meek, mild little wives, mm. like, the little women who, like, follow their man's every will. Like, no, like, they 
had their own opinions and like stood up for what they believed in and were not afraid to say what they thought and like tell off their man. Like, I liked it. No, and they also briefly touch on another thing that's rarely shown in movies of like loving relationships when you're in your or when you're older, you know, like how a husband and wife can still be attracted to each other even in older age. I feel like yeah. even in today's society, I mean, like, they looked way older than, like, I think Spencer Tracy was only in his 60s in this movie. I thought he was, like, late 70s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, let's say, like, the parents are technically in their 50s or whatever. Um, I think it's really interesting that, that you know, she, Catherine Hepburn, was longing for a loving relationship that she sees her daughter have with John, and she misses that, like, Yes, sexual attraction, but also, like, that, I don't know, butterflies feeling and that feeling of, like, wanting to be with them all the time. And she was, they didn't really say it so much as, but it was obviously lacking in in the relationship with her and and Spencer Tracy. And I think that Mm -hmm. was interesting that they brought that up because we see all, like, these movies from this time. Like, I don't know, like, the parents and little women are, like meet me in St. Louis or whatever. And it's like, oh, they're all okay. Like, you know, they like sleep in separate beds and it's fine. It's like, well, <laughs> it's not really how it works. Just because, you know, your kid's 20 doesn't mean like you don't love each other anymore. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I mean, like, you know, we are both big fans of the Golden Girls. And I mean, that show is so like iconic for showing older women yeah. in like romantic and sexual relationships. That yeah, I really liked that it wasn't like, You know, obviously, like, Joey's parents, like, had their differing opinions and their spats for, like, a good chunk of the movie, but it wasn't one of those movies where the the guy was always like, ah, the old ball and chain, the old wife nagging on, like, they, you know, it, it ended with him, like, reiterating how much he really does still and always has loved his wife, like, that's beautiful. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, what did you think about the scene um, before John's parents arrive when John tells um, Spencer Tracy that he won't marry Joey unless he has his blessing and his mom and her mom's. Um, I didn't expect that either, but I could see that he really, even though he's barely known her, knows that the relationship she has with them is really important to her and he doesn't want that to be ruined because of himself. Yeah, no, I also, I totally did not expect that either, but I agree. I thought that that was, like, a very, like, that was a very romantic gesture in that, you know, he obviously, like, loves Joey a lot, but he would not want to come between her and her parents, who she's always been so close to. I thought that was, that was very nice. Yeah, I I didn't, I was looking at some reviews about this movie, and they were like, oh, if he says that, that means he doesn't love her, and I was like, oh. I think that means he does the opposite opposite, in my opinion I was looking at some google reviews because that's sometimes what I do before I watch a movie and I was like that's kind of weird I would think that that means like you know like the cliche saying if you love someone set them free um I think that means that he really loves and cares for her and doesn't want her to lose her other relation loving relationships because of himself so people with the google reviews probably not listening to this because you obviously don't like this movie but <laughs> but if you are think before you write <laughs> yeah no I totally agree and I also thought that it would get I don't know a bit tiring after a while with this like this one thing hanging over the head of like what Spencer Tracy will decide in the end but I, I didn't find it getting like repetitive at all I did find it you know a bit pressure on him to have to like decide and 
in, um, you know, an afternoon, basically. And then when Catherine Hepburn tells them, I think in the washroom when they're getting ready, that, like, she'll stand beside Joey. Like, she'll she'll do whatever she wants and that he'll be, like, alone in this. I was like, wow, that's, like, a lot of pressure put on him. Yeah, no, like, I, you know, I definitely think, like, on the one hand, like, I, I definitely do think that, like, giving the parents, like, a day to, like, bless a marriage to, like, somebody who they have just met yeah. is, like, extremely intense and, like, very wild. Um, like, you know, I've been dating Hannah for three years. My parents know her quite well at this point. I cannot imagine <laughs> being days. like, hey, here's my girlfriend. You're going to meet her for one day and then we're going to get married. Like, that'd be very weird. Um, but, uh, and we'll but also, away like, too. I, like, they're like, she's yeah. moving away. Yeah, I guess the th- I guess the thing is like in when it comes to, you know, like the parents accepting the fact that it is like an interracial relationship, like yes, I I totally understand like only giving them one day to accept that because it's like, well, either you, you know, yeah. either you support like this interracial marriage or you don't. Like there's, you know, there's not really much to think about there. But yeah, like only having a day to decide if you like support your daughter in like moving to a new country like with a man Mm -hmm. you've just met is a lot I know (laughs) and I also have to say while I was watching that final scene which is excellent by the way when Spencer Tracy is like standing up and they're all surrounding him like waiting to hear what his decision is it just gave me Poirot vibes like it gave me whodunit (laughs) vibes where like the detective is like sharing who he thinks did it and everyone's like sitting around and like waiting to hear his like answer yeah (laughs) I was it was I totally agree it really felt like the end of like a detective story it was so funny um well I have some fun facts unless you have like anything left you want to talk about uh, in this movie um I I guess yeah I just I liked it and I really like I know that we sort of like touched on it briefly earlier but I thought it was really interesting like it was weird um but it was really interesting having that like short little scene where the the young black woman who is the housekeeper like goes off with the white guy who's like the delivery man um and they are very obviously like into each other in some capacity and you see Tilly sort of watching them like out of this corner of her eye and I thought that that was interesting like you know I mean obviously Joey is pretty young she is only 23 but like I think that we are supposed to believe that like the guy and the girl are like even younger and it's almost like it's sort of planting the seeds for like oh like you know as time goes on like it's going to become more common like I thought that was like a for as weird as it was that the two of them like danced their way to his car like it was still a nice scene and I liked the message of it glory of love probably (laughs) probably no it was really funny I was like oh we're jamming we're bopping all right yeah this movie was like very comedic yet very dramatic at the same time with that song continuously playing it's just it's a weird one like it's hard to like describe (laughs) <laughs> what the mood of this movie was. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to put it in, like, one genre box. So this movie um, came out the year that interracial marriage became, like, legal in the U.S. Um, oh, wow. Which is so 
crazy to think that, like, literally there's a line where Spencer Tracy's like, you know, you're doing something illegal that's, like, illegal in 14 states in America or something like that. And and to think that this movie came out the year it became legalized, that doesn't mean that it's less of a taboo subject or problem in America because it's At still least it very... they won't get arrested. Much, yeah, it's still very much a problem even mm-hmm. here in Canada. But um, to think that that was the year that this movie came out is... It's really ironic. It's just a weird coincidence. Yeah, yeah that's so that's so interesting. Um, so this movie got actually ten Oscar nominations. Um, oh, where did I? And but only one for two. Catherine Hepburn won for Best Actress. Oh, I lost my thing now, and I believe it won. Yeah. Um, it won for best, oh my god, why do I keep losing it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me oh, find okay. it again. Okay. Um, yeah, so it had two wins. It won for best actress, Katherine Hepburn, and best writing, um, screenplay by William Rose. It was also nominated for best picture, but it lost to In the Heat of the Night, which we also talked about, um, is with starring Sidney Poitier. Um... Stanley Kramer was nominated for Best Director. Spencer Tracy was nominated for Best Actor posthumously, actually. He died just two weeks after this movie was finished filming. No, oh my god, that's so sad. I know, right? So he lost to, he posthumously lost to, um, who did he lose to? Oh, he lost to the guy in, in The Heat of the Night, um, Rod Steiger, which is interesting. Yeah, so it also got nominated for Art Direction, um, Actress in Supporting Role, who was Tilly Faye Richard. I think that that would be Joanna, but um, Actor in Supporting Role was Cecil Kellaway, who was the Reverend, not Sidney Portier. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess I don't understand where they fit in the movie. The two main characters aren't best actor or best actors, and they're not <laughs> actor That's or actress so... in supporting role. That's so weird. What? <laughs> it's really weird. That What? <laughs> That's Tilly so weird. Best a- a supporting actress. <laughs> That's the weirdest huh. thing ever of this whole movie. And it also got nominated for Best Music. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, just the one for what? song for Best Music. Oh my god, <laughs> evil. And uh, film editing was the 10th the one. Um, but yeah, Spencer Tracy died um, just two weeks after this film was finished filming. And he and Catherine Hepburn had a very long love affair for most of their careers while they were married to other people. Um, oh wow. And she actually lived with him during the filming of this movie and was there when he died. So maybe that's why she was always teary-eyed. Like, she knew he was dying. That's so sad. That's so sad. I know. Yeah. Um, So Catherine Newton is actually, you probably saw this, it comes up right away, is Catherine Hepburn's niece in real life. Oh! So they're related. They look alike. I, you know, I thought that she looked like really familiar but i was like i no like i was like i haven't seen her in any movies no this was That's basically so her only movie 
Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it was her film debut. I don't think oh, I'm just wow, looking her that's up so now. Weird. I, I don't know her. <laughs> Catherine Hewton. She's still alive. She was born in 1945. Um, but she only made about like 15 movies. Huh. Mostly shows. Well, I mean, she was. I, I thought she was, you know, she was a pretty good actor for how uh, annoying her character was at times. But Yes. <laughs> I agree. And I think she was. She was good for the role. I mean, I feel like they could have found someone that was more known, but seeing as Katherine Hepburn was in this movie, she probably asked her niece to be, or asked Stanley Kramer to put her niece in it. I mean, it's not like she probably had to audition or anything. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting so that she'd ask her to be in it. I was just looking up, um, I looked up, like, the reception of the movie because I was curious, um... And I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, it was a box office hit, which is great, you know, good for them. Um, and it's fun. It's interesting. So, yeah, when I, I looked up, like, when you, the first line of, like, the reception part of, like, the Wikipedia article says, like, you know, it was a box office hit, uh, including in southern states where traditionally, it was traditionally assumed that few white people uh, would want to see any film with black leads. Uh, the, success, the success of this film challenged that assumption in film marketing, which I think is really interesting because... I, I'm going to be honest, we may have even talked about this on the podcast, but I genuinely cannot for the life of me remember. Did you ever watch the miniseries Hollywood, the Netflix one? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. Um, the one with yeah. Ryan Murphy created. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I think that that's really interesting because I remember that like the whole like theme of Hollywood was that uh, they, they had, you know... Um, Darren Chris's movie. Sorry, I don't remember any of the characters' names. It's no. been so long. But like they had like Darren Chris's movie with the black female lead actress like do really well in all of the states. Um, even yeah. the southern ones where they didn't think that people would watch it. So I think that that's interesting that this is like a real life example of that happening. And that was like the twenties, I believe, or something. It was, or maybe the oh no, that movie that show took place in the. No, it was after it was the war. 50s? The fifties. Yeah, right. The fifties, yeah. but was still 50s, like yeah. earlier than this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I haven't thought about that show for a while. That came. I think I watched that like beginning of pandemic, which oh, was yeah, same. like a hundred years ago now. But yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that during the pandemic summer. Yeah, Oof. watched a lot which of Netflix one? shows. During... <laughs> oh God. Um, so this movie talking about um the success it made 56.7 million dollars and like can you imagine at that time like having three successful movies in one year most white actors didn't get that so like yeah i can't even imagine really good most white actors don't get that now (laughs) unless it's a marvel movie (laughs) yeah true but (laughs) unless you're timothy chalamet but anyway Uh, the most whitest <laughs> guy you could like compare him to. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think that's so amazing. Um, I I I cannot think of anybody, especially with movies that talk about heavy topics and aren't like you know talking about like superhero films or or you know coming of age films like Timothy Chalamet is known for. I, I think it's really yeah. crazy, and I, I can't think of anyone else, like, surpassing that since, or before. Yeah. No, like, yeah, good for him. Like, that's, 
wild. That is like, incredible. Did they, did they like, film them, like, at yeah. completely different times? And they were like, well, let's just put it out in 67, too. Like, I'm just curious, like, how much... And they were all filmed in 1966. Yeah, like, how did... Yeah, how did he have the time? How did he have the strength? <laughs> um... Okay, should we move to the final judgment? Yeah, I don't have any more facts, sadly. There aren't too many interesting details. Besides the sad fact that, like, Spencer Tracy literally died after yeah, this that's movie. So, that's but. so sad. I had no idea. Okay, so did Guess Who's Coming to Dinner move you or not? It did. I really, I thought, you know, I mean, I watched this, like, immediately after like seeing my girlfriend in person for the first time in eight months so I was feeling sappy and romantic <laughs> so you know I didn't I, Hannah watch it with you <laughs> no she didn't I watched it like the like when I got back like right when I got back to Sackville oh, okay. um but uh but yeah like I I really liked it um I you know for as much as I still think that like 10 days is way too short of a time to know somebody before getting married um yeah you know I still like I I really loved watching their relationship I really liked watching all the relationships and yeah that that exchange between um between John and his dad at the end really got me like it was I it really moved me yeah that moved me for sure yes this movie moved me it's a really good movie and it I thought it would be much more dated than it was you know besides like you gotta give a little take (laughs) a little (laughs) besides that song it's a pretty modern movie (laughs) that I keep having in my head now forever (laughs) never leave it'll grow on me um yeah this movie was really excellent I thought the cast was really good um I really liked Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy in this movie I thought they were really good together and I thought it was you know pretty great that they took on roles like this during a time when that probably wasn't acceptable to do and be like bring like money to the movie as well I believe that she actually like produced it um so that's really cool and I just I like the story itself and how they actually included his parents in it and and that they you know I don't know they invited them to their home and it just it just was really nice to see that and of course he's excellent in the movie as usual oh he's really good he brings this charm to the film and he has this class to him and even in that scene what which which we've talked about so many times the the scene that moved me which isn't even with or has anything to do with them getting married it's the scene when he's talking to his dad and the class he brings to that and and how he's so respectful even when he's arguing with someone like he could like say the meanest things which he never does in any of his movies I don't think he even swears well yeah he says shut up but like he could like (laughs) yell at you and it would just be like a compliment yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that scene like topped it off for me it really moved me the relationship between him and Joanna Though at times I found her very annoying, I I thought they were good together as well. And I liked that she actually had the balls to say to her parents, like, you know, I'm inviting you into this. I'm letting you know what's happening. But either way, I'm going to marry him. I For a woman at that time, oh, yeah. whether or not it's a person of color, that's a, an empowering thing for some single girl to say. And and um, especially at 23 <laughs> Yeah, especially no, that when your whole like income is from your parents as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. Good, good, good on you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, 
So yeah, excellent movie. Um, it's on Netflix Canada now if anyone wants to check it out. Yay. And, and I want to thank you, Christina, for coming back on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I, really, I really liked this one. So I'm grateful you yeah. had me. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do In the Heat of the Night sometime this yeah. month as well because I want to rewatch that movie haven't watched it since I was in 10th grade so <laughs> if you want us to do any Sydney Portier films and have any suggestions for this month you can email me at emmareviewsmovies at gmail.com and um yeah I hope you all enjoy this theme and thank you for listening <laughs>